at law school, corporate clerkship recruitment is considered to be especially demanding. Some of the dedicated lawyers who have survived this vicious process are part of an elite squad known as Allens. These are their stories. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Allens Confidential. We have an extremely exciting episode for you lined up today. We've got two wonderful summer clerks who are involved in a rotation at the future of the firm, the biggest growing area this firm has got, a team called ILS. What is that team? What do they do there? These questions are more to be revealed with wonderful Adrian and Eric who have joined us today. So to kick off our session today, what podcast do you listen to? Oh, well, aside from this one, I listen <laughs> to a podcast called My Millennial Money. Um, essentially what it is, is it's a podcast where three young millennials get on um, every week and talk about uh, issues which are facing young individuals um, and they talk about how they can sort of budget their money and navigate financial system as a millennial. What's the best lesson that you've learned from listening to it? Well, that's a good question. Um, I didn't know about the parental guarantee um, that you can get when you are looking for a mortgage. So I'd probably say that's probably the best lesson. All right, red hot too. Yeah. Great. And how about yourself? If I'm being honest, I'm not too much of a podcast person, but if I had to choose one, it'd be one of those philosophy podcasts on Spotify. You know, I'm a bit of a nerd. Some of the zany thought experiments that they think of. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm a humanities kid, so philosophy and history have always been my thing. So yeah. I love that for you. Um, <laughs> what What's an interesting thought experiment that they've discussed on one of those podcasts? If oh you can gosh. think of one. I know I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> um, so if you had two teleporters um, and you enter one teleporter and it destroys your body um, and your body is rematerialized in the other teleporter, but you retain all of your memories, are you still the same person? I was going to say, isn't this an episode of The Simpsons, you know, where he- The where fly, Bart yes. Goes in the fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is Bart still Bart? <laughs> I guess so one of the things that we hear from future clerks all the time is how much they love hearing the experience of current and former summer clerks because you guys actually know what's happening. You've understood the process. You've been through it. You're now in the firm. You can actually speak to that experience. So I'd be really interested to hear from your perspective, you know, how was the recruitment process? How did you find it? What what did you learn along the way? I'd say that the recruitment process was more stressful than I thought it would be. Um, it is a very long and tough process, but I feel now having come through the other side, like it's definitely been a rewarding process. Um, I, I really am happy that I came to Allen's um, and the process sort of made me realize that Allen's was the bet, best fit for me. And yeah, like I think if you are a young law student and you want to sort of progress in your career, the clerkship process is a great way to do that. But definitely I would recommend, you know, doing your research, taking the time and giving the process the time it deserves because um, yeah, preparation is key. Mm -hmm. What kind of preparation did you do? Uh, look, I would say that I, I obviously learned a bit about the people that were interviewing me when I got to the interview stage, but before then I'd read a bit about what the firm does on their website. I obviously listened to Alan's Confidential, very important. So Tick. Like, <laughs> pro tip for the people that uh, are looking to apply to Alan's, definitely listen to the podcast. Um, and yeah, aside from that, talk to people who work at the firm, try and get a vibe as to what the firm is like, what the culture is like and what the people are like. Um, that's what I really liked about Alan's is it just felt as though the, the culture and people that work at the firm um, is a really big fit for me. Um, did you stalk anyone who was interviewing you on LinkedIn who had LinkedIn Premium? 
Not LinkedIn <laughs> premium, no, but I, I did look at people's LinkedIn beforehand. Um, yeah, I had a, I have a funny story from, from that. Um, the person who was interviewing me, uh, Veronica Sia, she actually doesn't know this, but I, um, when she was interviewing me for my first round interview, I found an article, I think either on the AFR or maybe on Lawyers Weekly about her. And it was like a Q and A session and they essentially asked her a bunch of questions. And I remember, um, one of the questions was about uh, what her favorite dish was because she mentioned that she's a keen cook. And I, th- I can't remember what dish it was, but I was like very close in the interview to asking about the dish. But I'm very glad that I avoided that question and kept it a bit more professional. You just um, subtly work it in like, oh, well, my favorite food just happens to be. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know what she's going to think if she hears this now. But yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I did a bit of research on the people, but not too much. You know, you want to come off as genuine and not rehearsed. Not and, a stalker. <laughs> yeah. And not a stalker as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would echo what Adrian said about the process being a lot more stressful than I expected it to be. You know, I think it was very emotionally draining because I thought I had to project um, this stereotype of a law student who could recite every transaction and every dispute in the AFR. Um, but it really wasn't like that at all. And I think I realized that a bit too late in the process. Um, I think in terms of preparation, um, of course, read Alan's website and, you know, attend all of the campus events, but I think it requires a lot of self-reflection as well. So why do you want to do commercial law? Um, is Alan's the right place for you? Um, and basically who you really are, I know it's very profound, but I think it really helps for personal branding. So, And who you are, uh, who's not your body. Is not your body. It's 2020. <laughs> it's your learned experiences. Um, I mean, I agree. That was definitely my experience as well. And now we're talking several years ago, but I kind of still latch on to that feeling of anxiety and just being like, I don't know what I'm doing and how can I possibly get through this process? I mean, do you have any little tips on being organized or preparing for interviews that helped you along the way or that people told you about while you were interviewing? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for me, actually during the application process, I was overseas for the whole month Oh my god! when applications <laughs> were open. So I was traveling around Europe and um, pretty much every day like after coming back to the hotel, I'd be on my computer doing research, <laughs> doing my application. So it definitely took it out of me. But um, like overall, it was a very rewarding process. Um, in terms of tips of being organized, just make sure that you allocate enough time to it. Like People go back to uni at the same time when interviews start. And so all of a sudden you've got a million things coming up. Um, And so the best thing that I would suggest is just make sure that you allocate enough time to do your research, prepare any questions that you might want to ask the people who are interviewing you um, so that you can get the best understanding of what the firm's about. Because at the end of the day, the interview is not only for the firm to get to know a bit about you, but it's also for you to get to know a bit about them um, and to see whether you fit within the firm. Yeah. Very wise. And I think the questions point is a great one because in basically every interview, at some point they're going to turn to you and say, do you have any questions for us? And it's really good if you do have questions, not just to look as though you're prepared, but because you should genuinely have questions that you should feel empowered to ask. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, by the same token, so definitely stay organized, but don't be so rigidly organized that it puts a strain on all of your relationships. <laughs> so I think during semester, you know, people would, would want to hang out with me and I'm like, no, this is my whole life on the line. <laughs> um, and it is an important step in your career, um, but it's important as well to keep things in perspective. You know, this is just a blip 
in a very long life that you will lead. Wow, I'm coming out with the, all, the, all the philosophical. Yeah. Pre 9am and you are on it. <laughs> um, and so then I guess the big question, why Alan's? Why did you decide to come here? Yeah, I think it goes back to that previous point where I felt as though there was a culture fit um, and the people that I met during the process really made me feel as though I was one. I could be one of them, um, especially during interviews. The interviewers that I had, um, and I made a great connection with all of the interviewers, they made me feel um, as though I'd be a good fit for the firm. And at the same time, they made me feel as though they wanted me to join the firm. And that really shone through during the process. Um, so for me, I guess it was a pretty easy decision to make um, because the firm just made me feel welcome. Um, they made me feel uh, appreciated. And yeah, I just felt as though the opportunities that were ahead of me were so great by joining the firm, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the process was focused on getting to know us. Um, you know, in my first round interview, I was comfortable enough to tell my interviewers that I got a full-bodied rash dancing in the Mardi Gras because of biodegradable glitter, um, which was a latent allergy that I developed. So, uh, so um, how far into the interview were you when you dropped that story? That was like 30 seconds in. Yeah, wh think, what was the context for that? I feel like there was no context. <laughs> the context was nerves. It was like, hi, nice to meet you. I've got a full-bodied rash. <laughs> She's like, okay. Um, uh, when's the time that you've had to overcome a challenge? You're like, well, let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. So it was very relaxed. Um, and, you know, I developed a genuine friendship with my buddy, Kat. And I remember, you know, the day that I had to accept my offer, I was deciding between a few firms. Oh, that's a bit of a flex. I was, <laughs> I was making flex, that important okay. decision. And, um, and I was panicking to Kat. I was like, oh God, I, I'm not smart enough. You know, I'm not like X, Y, Z person who's come before me. Um, I don't really belong here. And she came down to meet me and, you know, she was, she was like, no, like you were obviously smart enough to be here. You wouldn't have made it this far um, if you weren't. And right after that conversation, I went to my computer and I accepted my offer. So, oh, that's so wholesome. Yeah. I've got little goosebumps. That's such a <laughs> lovely story. Yeah. Um, well, we're all really happy that you did choose Alan's and that you're here and we hope that you're enjoying it. And I'd be really interested to hear, you know, how does your expectations align with the reality now that you're at Alan's, you know, does it think, do you think it lives up to what you expected it to be? Or have you found anything to be very surprising or challenging or different? God, I thought it was going to be a lot more competitive during the clerkship. Um, you know, during the process, I think it's easy to get in your own head and you notice everyone else networking so effectively and you're like, oh my gosh, it's going to be really intense. The cohort's going to be really competitive. Um, and even coming in, we have such a large cohort. Um, we have 53 clerks and I thought I'd have to fight everyone else to get a, a grad role, but that's really not the case at all. Um, you know, a lot of people ask me, why is Alan's cohort so big? And I'm like, well, I don't know, um, <laughs> but I think if anything, it's a positive reflection on the firm. You know, Alan's made the same number of offers as other firms, but it just so happened that a lot of people accepted. And I think that's great for Alan's, honestly. Yeah. And I should just say from our perspective, I mean, we're so excited to have a big group of you here. I mean, 
it, the firm, obviously, it's a great place to work and you know, we're happy people. But when the clerks come, there's just this injection of enthusiasm and energy that, you know, is really special to us. And we really look forward to having you here. So to have this great big group of enthusiastic people, it's been really exciting for all of us here as well. And I hope people make you feel that way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I think I, I'd have to say, similar to Eric, I thought it was going to be really competitive coming into the firm. Um, when we found out about the number of clerks, there was a bit of anxiety around, oh, is it going to be really competitive? Is everyone sort of going to be fighting each other for a job or whatever? But at the end of the day, um, from literally from 9am on day one on the Monday, everyone came in and everyone was super friendly. Um, and the way, I, the way I see it is that everyone here is extremely talented in their own right. Um, and I think everyone just really chilled out and just wanted to get on with their own work, but at the same time become friends with each other. And that that really made me quite happy that everyone here is actually normal. Everyone here, is, <laughs> you know, they're not law robots. Everyone's really friendly. Um, and yeah, it's really good. I'd say the firm is a very social one, which, which I really like as well, because obviously everyone here works really hard. Um, and, you know, that's why Allen's is one of the best firms in the country. But at the same time, it knows how to take care of its people. Now, we'll get into this in a bit more detail in a minute, but I think Something that people really also want to know is what kind of work do you actually do as a summer clerk? I mean, what's your experience been like? Do you think people are sort of giving you tasks that they've made up? Are you doing the work of lawyers? How have you found that and what kind of work have you been doing? Honestly, I thought I'd be a glorified paper pusher. Um, (laughs) But in reality, we have been given a lot of juicy tasks. Um, It doesn't feel like the lawyers have suddenly concocted this task out of nowhere to keep us busy. There really is a lot of work to go around. Um, so they, I think the lawyers really try to get you involved on really big matters um, to get you that exposure. And in a whole range of, of, um, of industries as well. So as you may or may not know, Alan's has a non-siloed approach, which means that you rotate through a practice group rather than through a smaller sub-team. Um, so you would rotate through projects rather than- To one specific partner. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so you get to work with a whole variety of people. And I think that's been that's been really great for me. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, I think that there has been so much work for all of us to do, especially <laughs> given, given the number, like given the number of clerks, it's been really good. Like on our first day, we, we came down to our practice groups to meet all of the lawyers and partners. Um, and they were so excited to find out when we were actually hitting the floor because <laughs> uh, our first two days were in training. And yeah, they were really, really excited for us to actually start working. I was really surprised how the partners and the senior lawyers within the firm, as well as the grads, get us involved in a variety of matters. Um, it's been really exciting. I have done quite a lot of work on the Foreign Investments Review Board, which um, was really interesting. Um, and yeah, it's. I feel as though in MAC, which is where I rotated, there is there was a lot of work, but there's a lot of different work uh, that the lawyers, the grads, um, and the partners and the senior associates get to do. So, and yeah. so, what's the process after that? Because I know when I clerked, I would first of all, be crippled by anxiety of like, I don't know how to law. Like you give me this task. Now what do I do? Have you found that people have given you helpful feedback or sort of taken the time to explain to you, well, this is actually what I'm asking you for. And this is why it matters. And then after you've done it, they say, okay, great. And here's what you could do differently. Or this was a great thing that you did. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the lawyers take a lot of time out of their day, not only to give like really good instructions as to how the task can be done properly, but at the same time, they'll sit with, sit with you afterwards and give you constructive feedback, which is really valuable. Um, I found that when I, when I got to sit down with the, the lawyer that gave me work, um, and get the feedback off them, it really allowed me to sort of find 
fine tune my skills, work on things that needed to be worked on. Um, and I found that that entire process has just continually made me a bit more confident in my abilities. Um, and I feel from week one to week five, I'm, I've been a lot more confident with the work that I've been doing for the firm. That's great. Yeah. And it really didn't matter how big or how small the task was. Even if I were proofreading a letter, you know, I would have the whole transaction explained to me. And I would be thinking, oh my gosh, this is so not necessary. You know, like you don't have to do this. Go back to your busy, your busy, important work and I'll go back to my little, my little task. Um, but no, that was very generous. Um, so every lawyer has been very generous. Um, so far. Yeah. I remember when I started as a grad, um, you know, and I didn't have any matters yet because I just started, one of the senior associates asked me to come in and talk about this matter. And I was like, great, I'm being put on a matter. And she gave me this like 30 or 40 minute explanation. It was really complicated. I'm taking notes. And at the end of that whole process, she was like, so can you please proofread this submission? <laughs> and I was like, wow, I really didn't need that background for this, but thank you so much. And then I felt, you know, part of the team from day one. So I'm really pleased that you guys are having a similar experience. Yeah. Um, and it's been really great because there's so many other things that as clerks we can get involved on. Like, for example, today I'm actually going to the Homeless Persons Legal Center, which is really exciting. I'm looking forward to that. Um, there's Clark Sports, which is really fun. You get to, you know, represent Allens and hopefully beat all of the other firms. My team hasn't been doing so well, but one of the other, other Allens team is undefeated, which is really good. Really? Yeah. It's not my team. It's not my team. Um, <laughs> did you have tryouts? How do they have this one really good team? Oh, uh, it's, it's random allocation. Um, so I believe, um, but yeah. No, no they've been, been on your Facebooks, like who plays soccer routine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's been really fun. Um, there's just a lot of things that clerks can get involved on. There's a range of committees as well. So you've got the all-in committee, you've got the RAP committee. There, there are a range of things, a uh, range of committees that the clerks have been able to get involved on. Um, and what's really exciting as well is at the end of our clerkship, the clerks actually are running the charity event um, and we are raising money for the bushfire relief, which is really exciting. And there'll be a lot more um, exciting things happening around, happening around the firm in the lead up to that. So yeah, I just feel as though Aside from coming to Allen's and just doing work for clients or doing matter, like matter-based work, there's a lot of work that we get to do outside of that, um, which is really, really great because not only does it keep us super busy, but it also allows, allows us to broaden ourselves as well within the firm. Yeah, terrific. When we were at your level, the technology team at Allen's was called ALT. I know it's not called that anymore. Do you guys want to tell us what it's called and how the team works now? Yep. So it's undergone a rebrand. Um, so ALT is now IDS, which is Innovation and Digital Solutions. Um, and that's a relatively new group um, at Allen's. It was only formed in 2019. Um, and I think it consists of three teams. So that's the ILS, which is Integrated Legal Solutions, um, the Legal Production Lab and the Innovation Centre. And I guess the follow-up, we haven't yeah. sort of said this, but you guys know about this team because for the first time you're actually doing a rotation there, which is very special and new and fancy. So we'd love to hear about, you know, what that is, why you're doing it. What does that mean for you and your work? Yeah, it's really exciting that, that Allen's is offering um, a rotation in innovation. It's, it's a bit outside of the box, but so far I've been really enjoying it. And from what I understand, no other firms offer a rotation for the clerkship in like an innovation team. So we've been doing like a range of different things. We have been learning a bit about predictive coding, um, which is used a lot by the firm when they're reviewing documents for discovery purposes. And we're developing an app which uh, essentially is aimed to streamline the process of reaching out to people within the IDS team. So from what I understand, a lot of people in the firm don't really know who the appropriate contact is for when they've got 
a specific um, thing they need assistance with. Yep, can so, confirm. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you're like, oh, yeah, I definitely know. Or just someone And then they're because, like, no, this is my job, leave me alone. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I just know who you are and I like you, so can you help me? Like, yeah. no. But, but often they're just like, fine. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the, like, what, what I've sort of realised is that it's the culture of the firm to continue to innovate and make things easier, not only for the firm as a whole, but for the lawyers as well. So where Eric and I are coming in is we're trying to develop an app, which essentially is going to make it really easy for the lawyers to send out a request to the appropriate person. Essentially, the app will step them through the entire process. They'll put through, put in information about what they need assistance with. And hopefully at the end, it'll direct them to the appropriate person within the IDS team, uh, which should save a lot of time and at the same time we'll make instructions for that person in the IDS team really easy. That's amazing. And so do either of you have, you know, a tech background? I think Eric, you said you did a humanities degree. Uh, yeah, I do not have any technological ability at all. Um, so, you know, before starting at innovation, I truly thought I'd be, you know, it'd be a Silicon Valley type of situation where I'd be coding and all that jazz. And I'm like, yeah, no, but you know, I'm a history graduate and my specialty was medieval women, which is absolutely, it has absolutely nothing to do <laughs> with app making and app developing. Um, so I think Neoto Logic, like the program we've been using to build apps is very accessible. Um, you basically spend more time conceptualizing the app and, um, you know, considering how a user might experience an app. You start with a question and um, that might lead you to more answers and more questions. You basically build a logic tree. And I think that is a crucial skill that, that lawyers need across the board. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's quite a funny story with me. I don't, I don't have too much of a tech background, but I am interested a little bit in tech. Um, but when I was growing up, I, I loved computers. Like I was, I was a weird kid when I was growing up. <laughs> Anyways, um, when I was young, probably like eight or nine, I asked my dad, dad, what can I do? Like what career path can I take where um, sort of it's a challenging job, but I get to work on computers and do a lot of computer stuff. And he said, oh, why don't you become a lawyer? And- Not computer scientist? What <laughs> <laughs> vision. Yeah. You one day that would be what was required. And so who, who would have thought that like down the track, like 13 years later, I'm working in the IDS team for my rotation at Allen's. It's really, it's quite funny reflecting on that and seeing where sort of it's taken me. So like, it's been really exciting seeing what the firm actually does. Um, the firm is definitely leading the pack in innovating within the legal industry. Um, and it's amazing to just see the type of work that the firm is doing to make the lawyers within the firm and sorry, make the lawyers' jobs easier within the firm. Have you had to learn any hardcore computing skills or is Neota quite easy to use? Is it something that, you know, someone like me or Geneva could pick up quickly? No, there's <laughs> no hope for us. <laughs> We're too old. A lot of it um, is down to how you design the process and how you anticipate the process to play out. So Neota Logic is a really user-friendly software um, and it's it's essentially been developed for for people who do not have coding experience. Um, so for me, it's been really useful because the main part of the process of actually designing the app is sitting down and working out and mapping out how the app's going to work. Um, and I guess based on that, like Eric was saying, you need to really think outside the box, do a lot of lateral thinking, a lot of design thinking. Um, and yeah, with that, the user-friendly sort of plays into that. And it actually can be quite easy once you know how the app is supposed to work. It's quite easy to set it up. Do you think you'll go home and design an app yourself? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. Um, 
I haven't, I haven't really thought of any good app ideas. Um, I was thinking about one yesterday actually within the firm, um, potentially developing a software using AI that can summarize, summarize, uh, cases. So where essentially it can read through an entire case and work out the key summary, work out the key like judgment and at the same time, um, outline how this might affect cases in the future. That's just an idea that I thought of yesterday. I don't know whether it's got any viability, but yeah. You should chat with LexisNexis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in support of that as an app idea. And while you're there, I mean, so this sounds as though you're doing really interesting and innovative work for the firm. It's not necessarily legal work in the traditional way that you would think of it, but what skills do you think that you're developing that will help you as lawyers in the future? Absolutely. Look, I think going back to what I was saying before, it's a lot about thinking outside the box, um, being a bit proactive and not only thinking about how what you're doing might affect something now, but working out in the future how that might play out. So as a lawyer, obviously, um, you've got to think of every possible um, situation that might arise, whether it's in litigation or um, in a corporate transaction. Uh, and so I feel as though working in the IDS team, we're doing a lot of that thinking. We're trying to think forward. We're trying to think into the future and work out all of the different scenarios which might play out. Um, and I think that it's a really important skill for, for future lawyers to have, um, the ability to be proactive um, and be a bit innovative, think outside the box. Yeah, it's, re it's really key in my opinion. Mm. Yeah, I think there are two important skills. So the first would be design thinking. So the necessity of putting yourself in a user's shoes when testing an app, I think would translate well into serving clients. You know, you always need to put yourself in the client's shoes um, and the client's needs. Um, and secondly, I think a receptiveness to experimentation because your app isn't always going to work at first instance. And, um, you know, Adrian and I attended a design thinking workshop yesterday and that involved interviewing people, um, you know, and defining a problem, developing the solution and delivering that solution. And the delivery aspect involved a lot of trial and error. Um, and I think, you know, I, I know as a law student, I don't like being told that I'm wrong. <laughs> um, and so I think just being open to people's feedback, being open to constructive feedback and, you know, being willing to improve. Yeah. And I think just on that, like what really impressed me, and I didn't know this before actually joining the group, but a lot of the team members within IDS have like legal experience or are like, or were practicing lawyers, which I think is a huge thing um, for the firm because the reality is it's one thing to get like someone with tech background in, but if you can apply that in a legal context, I think it, it really goes a long way as to actually making things a lot easier for the lawyers within the firm. Um, and so having like worked with a lot of the people within the IDS team who have legal backgrounds, it's amazing to see the way they think and the way that they are trying to um, streamline processes within the firm, make things more efficient. Um, it's, it's quite extraordinary. And like previously, I didn't really know that it was actually a pathway for lawyers to, to go into this space, um, and to be into developing legal technology, but it actually is a pathway, which is really cool. And I think for us, it's been really great being part of the IDS rotation. Mm. Can I just say, you guys have so much more insight than I did when I clerked. Like <laughs> you just understand things in a way that I could never have hoped to. <laughs> I mean, we just had to ask about the title of that team. So you still probably have more insight than we have right now. <laughs> Speaking of you guys having more knowledge than we do, 
what's it, your advice to clerks who are going to go through the process this year or in coming years? Look, I think that there'd be two things that I'd recommend to future, uh, future sort of applicants. Firstly, if you get to the cocktail evenings, make sure that you eat the food. <laughs> it's good food. It really is. I mean, not that I would know. I didn't really eat much, but <laughs> I remember like leaving the Allen's second round cocktail evening being so hungry. And then I saw um, on LinkedIn that there were cookies like on the side. Um, and like, I was like, wow, I can't believe I missed that. I so, had yeah. so many of those cookies. <laughs> <laughs> what so, cookies? There was like a whole table. And there was like a sign which said, Alan's isn't your standard cookie cutter firm, which like it was quite funny as well. Sorry to interrupt. They were so good. I had like 12 of them. I wouldn't know, but had I, if I could go back, I would have definitely eaten the cookies. Um, So yeah, (laughs) first tip, definitely take advantage of the food. Don't go hungry. Second thing, like just sort of chill out a bit. Like like it's obviously, it's, it's, it's weird for me to say it now being on the other side of the process, but- I think one of the key like things that I wish I hadn't done would would be to not check the um the whirlpool forums as much as I did. Um those things are an absolute trap. Um don't read into them because I've realized throughout the process and after the process upon reflection that you're really not competing against anyone else. You're your worst enemy and don't like you really shouldn't focus on what other people are doing. Focus primarily on yourself and how you can better yourself and how you can put your best foot forward in front of the firm. So those would be my two tips. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with both of those tips. Definitely stay away from the Whirlpool forums. Toxic, 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 toxic. <laughs> um, yeah, just to echo Adrian's last point, definitely relax. While it's important to put your best foot forward, don't overthink and overanalyze all of your interactions from the cocktail evenings and the networking events. If you slip up and say a faux pas, it's not important. People aren't going to remember it. You know, everyone, it happens to everyone. And I think as law students, it's easy to be self-critical. Um, but if there's one thing that I could change, um, it would just be to stop being so, yeah, uptight about the whole process. This is very wise words to everyone. And I'm sorry you had to learn the lesson the hard way that the food is delicious <laughs> by not experiencing it. Um, but thank you both. I don't know if that's a way that you learn how food is delicious. No, normally, I know. <laughs> normally that's how you find that out by eating it. Thank you both so much for joining us this morning. I think you've both had incredible insights into the firm, into the process and into this new rotation, which I actually was fascinated to learn about. Um, so we hope that you've enjoyed spending time with us and having a chat with us. Um, And I'm sure everyone's going to be so excited to hear what you have to say. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you very much. Tune in next time for the next episode of Alan's Confidential. Thanks, guys.